welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here. And today it's all about my favorite topic, traditional Chinese medicine. And I have Michelle Orowitz. She's an acupuncturist, Ayurvedic practitioner and a certified hypnotherapist and she has been on a path of just creating the the job and the career that she she is truly passionate about and she works with both the traditional Chinese medicine and this includes herbs and acupuncture also diet supplements and as well as essential oils that she uses in healing and she is so inspirational she has a beautiful podcast the wholesome fertility podcast and today we talk about how to balance the body with traditional chinese medicine we tap into certain conditions like ibs period pain thyroid issues our cycles and so on and how to like view these different conditions as imbalances that you can balance out through lifestyle and other ways that we that we practice in Chinese medicine and we talk about the importance between the connection between the mind and the body and how that affects everything and Michelle shares how important it is to be an intuitive eater and listening to the body So I'm really excited to share this episode with you. I'm so glad that that all of you are connecting with me on this platform and on Instagram. It's such a beautiful community and I love to hear your feedback and how these episodes may help you on your path of healing and just awakening. So thank you so much for being here and enjoy today's episode. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Shireen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that you're here and that we're connecting. And I always start by asking the question, what do you do to stay mindful and present? You know, it's really about reminding myself. Uh, Every single day at one point or another, I have like moments of reminding myself or reminders Um, But the biggest thing really is meditation. (laughs) Mm. And what type of meditation do you practice? I do a bunch of different things. Um, One of them is where I scan myself. I scan my body. And if I'm going through a particular challenge in in my life in general, I scan myself. And we tend to feel our emotions through our body. We don't realize that, but we actually do. So I scan my body, I scan where, where I feel it, and then I become aware if I'm holding tension and I just start to breathe into that area and just really focus on my breath because the breath only happens in the present moment. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine the breath because it's right here. 
So as long as you're really with your breath, you have to be in the present moment. So, so I get into that. And then as I do that, it actually releases me automatically. And I, I really do believe that our bodies and minds are programmed to get to that place. They always want to get to that place of balance. So that is how I personally connect. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I love like meditation with focus on the breath too. I, I think it's easier than to stop thinking and just focus exactly on the present absolutely practice i'm so glad that you're here i've been uh, just connecting with you through uh yeah just energy for the past yeah a, a long while now because you have a beautiful podcast and i would like for you to start by introducing yourselves to to the listeners to so they can get to know you and then we can get into the topics yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, thank you so much just for all the kind words and for being on the journey with me. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it really it comes down to it doesn't matter what you have to say if you don't have peace with it and 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 you're connecting with them on some kind of energetic level because that's what really makes everything real is when you're really truly connecting with people. So to me, that really means the world. It's such a gift to hear. Mm. And, and I do remember you, I remember you um, in my group and I remember speaking with you and, and uh, I always felt like a good positive energy from you. (laughs) Mm, You know, it's interesting, even if you don't know somebody, you kind of automatically just feel um, intuitively So, so yeah, my background is actually, you know, if you really go back to my, my previous life, I I used to be an architect Mm -hmm. and I worked in New York city and um, I had many, many years of imbalanced periods really since I've gotten my period, I was very, very hormonally imbalanced, but I didn't really know what to do. And I went to doctors and they gave me birth control pill. It was never really like a solution. And I knew intuitively, like, that's not really a solution because it's not fixing um, anything. It's just me depending on something to make it look like it's normal. Mm-hmm. And so years and years and years, I was um, doing that. And I was working as an architect and I finally went to an acupuncturist and that moment changed my life. He basically regulated my period. And I started to feel almost like an awakening energetically not just in my body, but also in my mind, my skin cleared up, I felt like I was starting to align on so many levels. And so between that, and then also reading the power of the subconscious mind by Joseph Murphy, about really manifesting our life and writing it down and how our minds and our thoughts can really impact our magnetism towards things that we want, and realizing how powerful that is, So it kind of sent me on a journey to find and align myself with what I really wanted to do in life and eventually left my job as an architect, which took a lot. It was very scary because, you know, you go to school, you study, you commit yourself to something for so long, and then you realize it's not really working out. And it could be like that for anything, any kind of relationship or whatever it is, it's something that's not aligning. And then realizing, wow, this is really sucking the life out of me. (laughs) I need to go and find what is truly my destiny. And so I went back to school for Ayurveda. And then I went to school um, 
and had my kids, um, which I, I think my acupuncture is for because had I not gone to him, had he not regulated my period, I don't think that I would have had an easy time getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. So um, had my kids um, sold art online, you know, did things in between so that I was able to stay home. And then eventually went back to school for acupuncture. And now I'm working with women trying to conceive, trying to get pregnant and working in fertility. And it's just one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. I feel such uh, joy and such a reward for working with the community. And the community is one of the most beautiful communities I can ever describe of just people that are really genuinely so sweet and connected and supportive of each other. So I'm, I'm really blessed. And, and throughout this, I started a podcast because I was li listening to a lot of podcasts as I started to specialize in fertility. And it inspired me to start a podcast because I said, what's the best way to learn even more in your field is to interview a bunch of different experts and then to also talk about it. And, and so that's what I did. And that's how we connected. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so beautiful that we can connect in different ways. And I remember I was looking for, like, as I was studying uh, Chinese medicine, like looking for good podcasts so that I could learn and evolve. And then I found you and, and I, I love the Chinese medicine perspective on health and also female health and cycles because yeah. it's it goes much deeper than what uh, what we've seen in in western medicine in mm -hmm. regards to like just connecting your emotions with the organs and the meridians and yeah. it, it's it's so powerful and I'm so happy that it's like growing and expanding that that we're, we have the opportunity to learn this because we can help so many people with, with this practice and it's really well researched now. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, I've learned a lot from your podcasts too, how to think about the different, yeah, the different ways of, of, uh, thinking and and treating it like it, it's really inspiring so I think like podcasts are great ways to to learn and to grow as a practitioner too and then yeah. also yeah just supporting each other I think that's really great oh totally and, and we all have such different perspectives but a commonality that mm. we share and so when you hear those different perspectives it really helps you grow as yeah. a practitioner, as a person, as you know, and what I love about Chinese medicine is that it never goes out of style. It, mm -hmm. It's based on elements. It's based on nature. It's based on balance. And mm -hmm. that is just always around. That's what gives life force to everything. So I love that it never goes out of style because you get certain medicines that come out and then studies that come out and then another study disproves that last study and it just goes back and forth like that mm, <laughs> and you can never yeah. get down to it. And what I love about Chinese medicine is it really never goes out of style and it's very simple and, and simplistic, but yet so intricate at mm. the same time. Yeah. And I've, we've had just 
a couple of episodes with uh, Chinese medicine practitioners, something that I want to do more actually is to have more conversations on this podcast because it's also infused with spirituality and all of it if you, if you want to go that deep. So it really is yeah. a holistic way of living and seeing life. And, and Chinese medicine isn't only acupuncture it's it's so much more and it's a way of living so how do you it, I, I would love for you to we haven't touched on this topic in this uh, uh, we always talk about like the mind body connection right and mm-hmm. and like emotions and how they can affect health and I think it would be interesting like from what you've learned how you can see the different emotions and how they actually like when when it's it's too much of an emotion how does it affect our physical body and our health well i can give an example and one of the best ways i think that we all can really learn or understand is is through our our own experience so if if one can imagine a time that they were really feeling stressed Mm -hmm. or anxious they can describe it like I'm sick to my stomach. My stomach feels off. I can't eat anything or, you know, and we know that as like liver overacting on the spleen. Mm. Um, But it just really shuts down that part of their system. Like they just can't eat or they feel nauseous or some people are the opposite. They need to eat more to make them feel better. It's, it's, and it's such a connection to emotions or if they're really stressed and they're feeling tense, uh, some people might feel it up on their upper back area or start to get headaches, tension headaches. And you can really feel how emotions affect you physically. Mm-hmm. And literally um, children, if they feel fear or they experience fear, and we know that the kidneys are connected with fear. They just pee. They ha- can't control their pee and they just pee. And so it goes to show just how much of a connection we have physically. And something that I like to do, I've done in workshops before is give an example of um, just how the mind, and this isn't necessarily an emotion, but it's how the mind and visualization impact the body immediately. So I do an example of having them imagine a lemon and squeezing the lemon and putting it in their mouth. And, and afterwards, I say, you know, how many of you salivated? And it's not always 100%, but probably like 85% of the people will actually start to salivate Mm -hmm. just by imagining a lemon. And I said, well, did you actually have your lemon in your mouth that made you salivate? No, all you had to do is think about it and to have a physical response. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell us? That just by imagining something, our bodies respond it's really, really powerful. So our imagination's not randomly given to us. We weren't just born with it by chance because it's fun to imagine things. Mm-hmm. Our imagination has a very, very powerful purpose. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize how much power that can have over our physical body, our lives, everything. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And and it's like when we visualize, it's, it's just that... Uh, the vis- visualization and the thoughts and, and everything that's created around it, the energy, it, yeah. it, it's not seen with the physical eye, but it, it creates vibrations and it, 
affects us on a different vibration than we're used to. So it's really important. And, and a really interesting thing was that I was reading about, I'm studying also Western medicine. So I was just reading about what happens when you have, I'm, I'm, we're reading a lot of psychology now. So like if you have asthma, mm-hmm. maybe do you say asthma? Like, asthma. Yeah, asthma. Um, yeah, it's a silent T. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> asthma in Swedish. And if you have that mm-hmm. and or breathing problems, you're also likely uh, to, to have depression. And that mm-hmm. immediately made me think about the Chinese medicine right. thought about the lungs. And I'm like, yep. they got that like so long ago and and it's still not like really like known like we don't know that right like it's not general information I didn't know that exactly Uh, it it was just from reading the traditional Chinese medicine that I knew the connection yeah if you you think about um, when people are like kind of ruminating or sad or they're just kind of thinking about something they Mm. go You know, it's kind of an interesting thing. They sigh like that a lot. Yeah, it's really interesting. And also like in, in, um, I'm thinking about the different types of tastes in Chinese medicine and how it makes us feel as well. You know, if you eat like um, really uh, like hard to digest uh, uh, meal and then you 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 can immediately get a sweet tooth because that's what the sweetness the for yeah, yeah for the spleen so it's really interesting and i think it's we had we had um class with also how when it comes to acupuncture how um how the needles work on a physiological plane like how how like for pain for example it's mm-hmm. used a lot in in pain management and here in Sweden it's it's used in labor in the hospitals as well because mm-hmm. it has a direct effect on on the neurons and how how the body is perceiving pain mm-hmm. um, so it's it's really interesting and I think if we had more like uh, knowledge about this I think we can do so much more especially in the in the areas of health where Western medicine can't do. Um, one of the <clears throat> female or two, two issues that many women have, one is dysmenorrhea, which, mm-hmm. which there's no solution for that in Western medicine. Right. Take, th- that's like painful periods. Besides right? Advil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also endometriosis. Maybe mm-hmm. you can talk about those two conditions because you work with women that have those and it's it's so like there's so many women that don't know what to do about it Mm -hmm. um well for sure it's it's some form of stagnation really for both of them um but it really depends some people have it because they have excess cold um Mm -hmm. for for pain and then some people might have cheese stagnation or blood stagnation so there's many different reasons which um, what I'm all the things that I'm spewing out, it's all uh, different patterns of Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And so a person can come in with a headache, but we don't really treat the headache, we treat the pattern that's causing the headaches. And in order to figure it out, we ask questions. So there's a lot of people that will say, 
And this is why the body is so intelligent because the body really speaks to you. The body tells you like what it needs. Um, so for example, if a person has period pains and the only thing that truly gives them besides a pill gives them relief is using a heat pad. Mm -hmm. There's a likelihood that the reason why they're feeling pain is, is because they have a little bit more cold in the mm -hmm. uterus and that's the cause mm -hmm. um, because you're, you always go towards what feels better for you, what balances you. And just like when we're hot, we want to go to a cool place or our body sweats. So it's our body will always want to go towards balance. Mm. So that's why it's really important to get very in tune with what the body's telling you mm. so and what true. feels better. Yeah. yeah. So that's a way, I guess, to empower yourself is really to become mindful of your body and what your body's telling you and um, eat when you're hungry. Don't eat when you're full. You know, mm. those are big things we've really learned to ignore in modern society Mm, um, yeah. and the reason is, is a lot of times we unconsciously we were on your phone when you're eating, I'm guilty of this too. You know, sometimes mm. watching TV, eating popcorn or whatever you're, you're, mm. you're not conscious when you're eating, but if you can bring consciousness in and make it a point, you'll know when you're starting to feel full, when to stop, when to start, when you're, you know, mm. and listen to that rhythm. Yeah. And taking your time to do it because I've seen people stand and eat uh, really fast and, yeah. and yeah, just not like, like almost not breathing and just eating and, and the body can't take that nutrition in. It's like, it's, it must just pass yeah. through the body. Right. And exactly. So like, um, so if you take those, those types of behaviors over and over and over again, after a while, that's what, you know, as you know, causes imbalance. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I love what you said about being like, I think many of us, because we're thinking so much, um, we start forgetting, we disconnect, like we're mm -hmm. uh, like a head without a body. So we're, we're not really paying attention to the signs. But as we start studying these things, it doesn't mean that you have to become an acupuncturist, but just learning a little bit about these signs yeah. and then you can start it, you can have like a simple book just to look things up for yourself and you see oh, okay i'm sweating at in nighttime what does that mean and what what, yeah. what why why is this happening am i eating these types of foods is am i not uh, drinking enough water like you can just start tweaking and in that way being very intuitive and I think now has like the past decade has been like so many different diets and mm -hmm. and ways of working out and all bodies are different and exactly. we have it's this we we had a a weekend with just like um food and how we should help clients with yeah with what they uh, can eat for the different uh, patterns and also the type of body my teacher showed us different types of bodies and but it, it's funny because usually also we we are drawn to that which balances us but sometimes we're mm -hmm. also drawn to that which is not good for us it just like makes the things worse like if you're really you have a cold like mm -hmm. you have a cold body more yin uh, but but still you're you're maybe have this um 
thin body, maybe you want to go towards eating cold salads, yeah. but it's not good for you. It's it's actually making it worse and maybe eating a lot of raw things. And I love that it's so it it's so easy. When you learn it, then it makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And and I'll mention this. I mean the same thing with like when I studied Ayurveda, we did Vata Pitta Kapha, the different mm-hmm. body types. And yeah. a lot of people who are pitta they have excess heat and they they tend to crave spicy food. But let me tell you, the key thing is, is that even though they, they that's an addiction, it's not your body trying to mm. work itself out. It's an addiction. It, it's more of that kind of relationship mm. and you will feel it. Uh, they'll have diarrhea or really, you know, it won't feel good. Yeah. And that's another way to start reading the body. So mm. it's not always easy when the body guides us, because we're, we're used to what we're used to. And we have set behaviors, we have set habits, and we have certain addictions, you know, uh, some of us have sweet tooth, and that's an addiction. And it does actually trigger the brain very similar to like, um, nicotine, or, you know, it's, Mm. it's that kind of satisfaction. Yeah. So in that case, you have to uh, really get into your body and just what does it feel like? And I'll be you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. I, I have had, um, or heard so many stories of people healing themselves without mm-hmm. anything, without going to anybody, just learning and listening to their body and realizing, you know, when I eat dairy, I feel really bad. Mm-hmm. And so they just little by little started cutting out certain foods and have totally healed themselves without going to anybody, just becoming mindful and learning and reading and, and kind of getting into their own body and they would learn different types of diets. But as you said, not all diets are fit for everybody mm-hmm. and they'll find through mindfulness, what makes them feel best. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. So some people will go to a vegan diet and they feel incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people feel incredible with a vegan diet for three months and then they start to get deficient. So it, you know, it is like kind of a work in progress. You just feel what your body needs for certain times too. Mm. Yeah. And in, in Chinese medicine, like they don't exclude anything, like nothing is bad or good. It's just balancing continuously. So it's really so personalized. It's very personalized and yeah, I I love it, and there, I think this this is something that you can study your whole life without learning everything. Oh, without <laughs> a doubt, I feel like uh, the more you learn, the more you do, you realize you don't know anything. Exactly, <laughs> so much. So much. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and I love it. And and I'm thinking also like common conditions that that uh, women have is they can be around what you talked about, uh, like not feeling well having like uh, issues with the with the stomach belly like having uh, bloating ibs is so common because Mm of how we've eaten and how we live Mm -hmm. and uh, how have you seen a lot of clients with this this issue yeah um Mm -hmm. it's crazy how important the digestive system is and it's really at the core of everything. I mean, if we, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, that's what builds our blood. And for women, blood is everything. Mm, and yeah. so um, if you don't have the digestive, the di- you know, that's the center really. Yeah. And, so, and the, yeah, super important. 
Yeah, the blood deficiency is, is, I feel like it's also common with young women. And, and when we, and that's one of the like key substances in or the fluids in the body. Mm -hmm. And um, how, if someone is blood deficient, Mm -hmm. like, of course, there's a lot of other things going on around, usually, it's not only one thing, but how, how, because from a Western perspective, they look at your blood and see that you have iron deficiency, or low hemoglobin, or Mm -hmm. all of these things. But from a Chinese perspective, what are the symptoms of blood deficiency? Typically, um, dry eyes, um, dry skin, they'll feel like it's difficult for them to focus. Um, a lot of times the period might be affected. They may not have a very strong flow. Sometimes they'll get also clots because as you know, deficiency with blood um, creates more stagnation. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a secondary pattern that can happen with it. Um, they feel tired. Sometimes at the end of the day, they'll feel a little more lightheaded and tired. Sometimes they feel better if they lay down because mm-hmm. the body doesn't feel it and eventually uh, like doesn't get all the blood circulation. Sometimes it can also affect their sleep, um, their focus, concentration, and it also can cause heart palpitations or anxiety mm-hmm. because the blood nourishes the heart. So if it's very chronic now, just like you, you mentioned, and I want to tell the audience that it's important to note that it doesn't mean you're anemic. If we, we as Chinese medicine practitioners, we can pick it up before it's even shown on the blood, blood labs on the blood work, yeah. um, just by seeing the symptoms. And then if it's more severe, that's when it starts to become anemia. Um, a lot of times people who have blood deficiency tend to have low blood pressure. You'll okay. see that. Um, and they'll, um, what else was I going to say? Yeah. Sometimes they'll having blood deficiency, your, your heart doesn't get nourished because you, the heart gets nourished and needs to be nourished by the blood. Mm-hmm. And so they'll get like heart palpitations randomly and they'll be more anxious. They'll feel a little more anxious. Um, if something happens at work or in relationships, they'll, that'll be kind of their go-to emotion when they're more tired or they'll be more fearful and anxious. Um, those are like the big things. Mm, yeah. And, and I think those are very common and, and they don't like most of us don't know what, where those things come from. And then we try to energize ourselves with other things. I'm thinking about yes. like just sugar, putting in, coffee. Exactly. And it's <laughs> yeah. not making anything better. And it's really no. the heart is and the blood, like all of this is so connected to the soul and the, the mind and, and uh, yeah, just overthinking things can also consume this. So it's, uh, I'm yeah, think, for sure. thinking like, what are the, Chinese medicine, there's, of course, acupuncture and all of that. But what type of diet is, is, and what type of food types are good for blood deficiency? So you want to, you want to think earth, you want to think substance, Mm -hmm. you know, because as we know, the spleen and stomach, which is the digestive system, um, it, another thing I just wanted to mention about blood deficiency, Mm -hmm. a lot of times people will feel tired after they get the period, after they lose blood, they'll get headaches. That's another point, you know, key, because it's showing that when you lost blood, you're actually getting symptoms because you're deficient in blood. Um, So 
So you think about the, the spleen and stomach, basically the spleen and stomach, which is your digestive system, it's in charge of creating blood. That's really the source of that. And so mm-hmm. you want to nourish that and that the element for that is earth. So think about um, sweet potatoes, yams, and obviously to, to an extent, you don't want to have too much sweet in general, even if it's natural. Um, but that really helps. I say bone broth is amazing. Mm-hmm. Meat, red meat, um, beef liver. People don't like to eat beef, beef liver. They can get beef liver pills. Mm-hmm. Um, when you eat the liver, the liver, again, stores the blood. It also helps with <clears throat> blood production. It also aids the body by eating that which you need from another animal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are... Um, blood deficient, they can be liver blood deficient. And especially when they're in menstrual age, Mm -hmm. where, as we know, the the liver is so important for um, helping the body prepare for the period. Mm -hmm. So having liver pills, I find is great. It's something that I, I mentioned to my patients a lot. The key with any kind of meats in general, you don't want to have it too, too much in general. You want to have it like a certain amount of time per week. And you also want it grass fed. It mm. really does make a difference on how it impacts the body. If it's grass fed beef and if it's yeah. done consciously, you really feel a difference. Mm. Uh, but bone broth is incredible. Bone broth people can have every day. Mm. Um, spinach, uh, quinoa can help. Um, so you think about like, root, like I said, root vegetables, but white potato, not so much. It's too starchy and, and it's a little bit more, um, it's not as nourishing and nutritious as sweet potato. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So interesting. And beets too. Beets are really good for the blood. And yeah. it's interesting too. You'll find with food, if it's red, um, mm. sometimes there is certain, I guess, hints on what does what for what parts of the body and uh, beets happen to be really good for the blood and they're red. They look like blood. <laughs> exactly. It really, mm-hmm. it's, it's so intuitive in that way. Like to know, I know yeah. that I, I think black sesame seeds are good too, right? Oh yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. a great one actually. Yeah. yeah. Good, good so call. Yeah. Black sesame seeds are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, some places they even make like black tahini, Mm, which is just basically (laughs) it's so good for you and and so if you have a tablespoon a day if you tend to be blood deficient another thing is with blood deficiency people can tend to lose hair Mm. so so uh black sesame seeds is excellent for that (laughs) wow yeah i love those Uh, both the seed and the tahini is is really good it's so good yeah just eating like it's your medicine as well and it's still so good it's not like you become deprived of anything it's just finding what balances you and try it for a while and see how it makes you feel because it results can take time but it it yeah just you just need to do it for a while and and trust in that process actually um what's really good is having red beets Mm -hmm. and then sprinkling some sometimes you can you can uh put the pan on the pan a little on a hot pan yeah uh the black sesame seeds yeah it just kind of brings it out and actually cooks exactly. it well yeah and then you sprinkle it on top it's delicious exactly <laughs> i i love doing that like heating it up and then putting it on like soups or anything it's so easy yeah cuz it brings out the flavor and it's um it's actually easier for you to digest that way 
Exactly. It must be more like nutri some 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 foods are good to heat up before we eat them. So yeah. it's and and generally in Chinese medicine, it's not about like drinking and eating cold. And I think it's the same in Ayurveda, right? Because the, there's like yeah. this dige yes. fire digestion that we can't mm -hmm. like like just put on like cold on top of it because it's it's so important to keep warm. And exactly. I'm wondering, absolutely, and it transforms. Yeah. I think I think the time <laughs> it was a, a, a small lag. Yeah, I know, there's in, a little lag. <laughs> yeah, just in regards to the to the heat in the body and also digestion and metabolism, I'm thinking about the thyroid because that's also something that causes issues, especially in women, because it's like overrepresented in women. And for, from a Chinese medicine perspective, we, we don't talk about the thyroid, but how, how have you worked with, with thyroid issues like hypothyroidism? So there's many different kinds. One of them has to do with inflammation, you know, mm -hmm. or, or um, Hashimoto thyroiditis. So it's a little bit more of an autoimmune. And a lot of times um, I kind of mix, you know, Chinese medicine and Western or understanding more of like mm -hmm. diet. Um, they found that avoiding certain foods like dairy, soy, and corn and, um, and wheat and gluten actually helps a lot. So people do really well with that kind of diet. And then they eat like certain foods that nourish it. Another thing is, if you just think about just hypothyroid in general, if you think about what happens to the bodies, it gets colder. And mm -hmm. if they do a lot of times the basal body a thermometer and they check their temperature throughout the month, they're going to find that typically like in the follicular phase, which is from the day of your period until the day of ovulation, typically it should be around 97. Mm. A lot of times I'll see patients with hypothyroid around 96. And mm. then from ovulation until day of next period, it should be around 98. It goes up around that time, which is a more young energy. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times I'll find that people with hypothyroid will be around 97. So I'll have them do moxa, um, eat more mm -hmm. warming foods. Sometimes you can have, we were talking about the Agni mm -hmm. is hot lemon and water, but you can also add either a little cayenne, like a tiny bit of cayenne, a tiny bit of cinnamon, mm -hmm. um, just to get a little bit more heating in the body. And ginger. that also helps. Yeah. And ginger, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that helps also digestion. It, it helps the digestive fire start on, right in the morning. So it like starts the day that way mm -hmm. and eventually encourages the body to keep that warm, you know, your, your stomach warm, and then also not have anything too cold ice cream, avoiding, you know, cold drinks, ice, um, really, really cold smoothies. Mm -hmm. I'm not totally against smoothies. Just, I don't like them when they're freezing. No. you know, like a slushy. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. So what I found is over time and, and in some cases, if they're not doing other treatments, I'll give them herbs too, like mm -hmm. uh, herbs that help warm their body. Mm -hmm. And over time it's amazing, but I love when people check their temperature at home mm -hmm. because it gives me a lot of insight. Uh, and I will see they'll start to stabilize the temperature. They'll actually raise their temperature to yeah. 97 in the beginning, 98. And it's really beautiful to see. Another thing too, is I'll, I'll, I'll notice the luteal phase, which is the second part of the cycle should be a certain amount of time. It shouldn't be too short. 
uh, because that can affect pregnancy and sustaining a pregnancy. So that will also lengthen Mm. a lot of times if you increase the heat in the body and the yang energy. So interesting. I love that. And I, I think this topic we could explore for a long time together because there's so much we can get into and so many conditions. But I wanted to bring up these ones uh, because th- there are a lot of uh, people out there that, that, that don't know about this. And this is part of a holistic system. So when, you, when your body feels good, you will feel good. And when you're feeling exactly. good, like your emotions are, are like balanced, your body is balanced and we should live in harmony with nature and what mm-hmm. we eat is nature and we are also nature. So it's so interesting. And I would love for you to just share like, how can people get in touch with you and what, what do you offer right now? Um, so the easiest way now, I, I have a website with my name. It's www.michelleorovitz, Michelle with two L's, um, O-R-A-V-I-T-Z.com. That's the easiest way to, it's kind of like my hub. It, um, it shows my programs and pretty much everything that I offer and also has a link to my clinic that I work at, um, my physical clinic. So I do a lot of online um, clinical. Now, something that I'm also starting to do, I'm kind of like in the back, on the back burner, writing a book about not only do I work with conception, like on a physical level, but I'm kind of getting into this whole idea of conceiving your life purpose Mm. and how we conceive mentally all the time. We're constantly creating, we're constantly birthing ideas, birthing our purpose, birthing all kinds of things. And I told you uh, earlier how I felt so unaligned with my purpose. And eventually once I started to work in my purpose, my energy increased and it really just makes such a difference in your life when you are in alignment with who you're meant to be. So eventually I'm going to create a course on that, but that's, um, I'll be having some testers that can test it out first. (laughs) I love that. I would love to be a tester. And I think our path is so similar because I have had this similar path as you and um, earlier in in a different career. And then when you align, like everything happens so easily. (laughs) It's just, it's you flow. That's so right. I will make sure to to have all of your links in the show notes. And I, I would love to have you back to talk more because I think we can dive deeper into some of these topics. So I want to thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, this for, is so much fun. Yeah, I want to thank you so much for joining. Thank you. And yeah, I hope to connect soon again. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this was interesting for you and that you learned something about your own health and body and that it helps you on your healing path. And you can connect with Michelle through the links in in the show notes. You can work with her both online and in person if you want to have any uh, just talk or therapy from her in the Chinese medicine um, area of, of healing. So I'm really grateful that you were here. Let's take a deep breath in together, in through the nose, exhaling out from the mouth, and namaste.